Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. We'll be right back with Dan's episode for this week, but we do want to say thanks to our podcast partners, Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and We Coach. These are two great organizations you really need to get involved. Go to wecoachsports.org. And for the global community, go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org. Uh, once again, two great organizations get involved, uh, help support women's sports. So at this time, let's go and hear from our podcast sponsors, and then we'll have team building tips with Dan Talbot. We want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration, but there's so much more than that. Go to Final Forms and find out how they can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. And they've got reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. For your coaches, Final Forms can help with attendance and communication and even certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with uh, rosters with eligibility and all the forms that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com and see how they've become the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. At hometownticketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. Hometown Ticketing will also show you how to set up tickets for things like school dances, theater performances, music concerts, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling tickets digitally. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com and see how they can help you set up an easy and affordable way to collect comprehensive data to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my school, we used uh, surveys for just about everything, for coaches, for kids, for teachers, even for parents. And the information that came back on these surveys was almost always overwhelmingly positive, and it'll be the same for you. But those surveys also allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent, and sometimes they'll share a small problem that you can address and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it because you didn't do a survey. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use the podcast code ADPOD10, that's ADPOD10, and get 10% off. Gibber.com, create custom branded content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. 
Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your record boards or your Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Go to huddle.com and see how over 200,000 teams across 40 sports use Huddle to help their athletes and their teams play better using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that allowed them to um, use the mobile apps, the smart cameras. Of course, they use the uh, analytics to help their teams play better. Huddle is a complete solution with professional-grade analysis, whether you're a club coach, a high school coach, college, or even a professional coach. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports, but teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users at huddle.com. And we want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can help you raise thousands and thousands of dollars. Get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. Okay? There's no selling. There's no inventory management. There's no upfront costs. And most importantly, it works. Our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. And you can put the SnapRaise digital difference to work for you. It's easy, it's safe, and it works. Go to snapraise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've held programs just like yours raise using SnapRaise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com to get started. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another team building tip. We do this every Thursday. Uh, Dan Talbot, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Senior Athletic Director for Polk County Schools in Florida, longtime Florida AD, member of the FIAAA board. Every Thursday, he shares his wisdom and uh, team building tip. This is episode number 21. Dan, what do you have for our listeners this week? Well, I know we, we talked about this before with, with Title IX, but you know, one of the things that we have to be careful of is you know, keeping an eye on our um, our female student athletes and what sports are growing in your area, uh, what sports are declining in your area, and does your state association offer any sports that you currently don't 
that you think your female um, student athletes would be interested in. That's, and that's one thing we do is, you know, obviously it's the, you know, the 50th year of, of Title IX, which is a fantastic thing. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have an assistant county athletic director that, that is a female, um, and which is super important for me and, and our, our female student athletes in the district to see a female at, at one of the highest levels of athletic administration being a female, um, which is obviously a story for another day because, you know, I enjoy talking to female uh, athletic directors just to hear their insights because it is a man-dominated world, unfortunately. Um, but it's always good to hear them. But as an athletic director, you know, we have to do a lot of things because there's a lot of outside um, distractions that catch the attention of our young female student athletes that necessarily isn't sports. Um, you know, boys are always going to be attracted to sports and some girls are depending on how they're raised. But, you know, one thing we like to do is, is nominate our female student athletes for athlete of the week or athlete of the month, you know, showcase them on Twitter in our schools, make sure to point to recognize them in a positive manner because I mean, let's face it, anytime you turn on TV, it's something negative. And if you're not promoting the positive as an athletic administrator, you know, you've got some serious work to do because our society just wants the negative. So we're trying to promote our female student athletes, whether it's, you know, female athlete of the month, female athlete of the week, you know, showcasing a female student athlete. Uh, some schools in our county will, will interview a female student athlete about their experiences and all the positive benefits that it comes from being a female student athlete. And um, we're actually bringing in um, in November to talk to all our girls basketball team, uh, a former um, student athlete and Olympian, you know, talk about, you know, to our female student athletes, the importance of being a female student athlete um, and those benefits that come with it and all the great things she's accomplished. And we, we feel it's important to for our young female student athletes have role models. Um, but one thing we did is, you know, looking at the decline, um, I think some of the, you know, Florida is very different because uh, the whole state's considered open enrollment. And it's one of those situations where um, you literally can't go to a middle school and promote your program because even though that middle school is right next door, you know, every kid from that middle school is coming to your high school. Well, in Florida, that kid has the right to go to any high school he wants because we're open enrollment for any reason. And which has caused, I think, a huge decline in our participation for especially female student athletes because we can't go in there and sell the program. I mean, how are you going to get people involved in your program if you can't go out and sell your program? Um, so we have to basically showcase as much as we can, um, you know, while we're in school, once we get those kids in the hallway, which we're already behind. Um, but the one thing that we did is we looked at our declining numbers. Obviously, we're promoting it, um, trying to get them out. But we also realized uh, that the Florida High School Athletic Association, you know, offers girls flag football. And that's a sport we don't offer. And they offer beach volleyball. And that's another sport um that we don't offer in our county so you know end of last year we did a survey and we we found out that there, there was a lot of interest uh in those two particular female sports so what we did is went to the school board and 
and requested that we add those sports for particular reasons, and we did. And so we're excited to, you know, start beach volleyball in the spring here in Polk County and start um, girls' flag football, which we're excited about. And, and obviously, you know, that's going to pose some challenges because our next door neighbor in Hillsborough County is probably the mecca, you know, for girls' flag football. So we're going to, obviously, we have a, a bar to chase to get to that level, but we're going to put, you know, all our efforts in there to make our female um, sports just as important as boys sports. There's no different in Polk County. We want to showcase our female student athletes because we've, we've got some unbelievable ones. I mean, we have a girl that's won, won the state championship as an eighth grader. Um, she's won the state championship again as a ninth grader. We've had a ninth and 10th grader uh, win the hurdles uh, at the state meet in the hundred. You know, so our female athletes are doing some wonderful things in Polk County and we got to take advantage of that and promote that. Um, but if you're having a decline, you need to find out why, you know, sometimes when you have a community coach, they're not on campus, so it's really hard for them to recruit in the hallways because that's, let's face it, a lot of coaches are in the hallway. I mean, every football coach sees a kid that's taller than him or bigger than him. He's going out his way to, you know, I would, you know, not in a bad way, but bully him to come out for football, especially, you know, those bigger kids that we see, like, how come we don't play football? You need to play football. You need to play football. Come out for football. Just give it a chance. Come out one day. Come out one day. You know, and, and you know, and coaches like that just believe if they get the kid out there one time that they'll have such a great experience, you know, they won't leave. And, and you know, with you having a community coach, that's a little bit difficult, <clears throat> but you should be doing that as well as an athletic director. You know, hey, do you play girls basketball? You know, oh, man, you should meet, you know, you should meet Coach so-and-so you know, great coach. She does a great job. You will love her, you know? And so when those community coaches are, you know, not there on campus, it should be the athletic director recruiting <clears throat> for those programs and do those different things. Um, Cause you know, let's face it. There's a lot, of, like I said before, a lot, a lot of outside entities that are drawing, you know, our student athletes, not only girls away from sports. I mean, I'm fortunate enough where, you know, our society's a mess right now. And, I'm, I'm just fortunate enough. I grew up in a locker room and, and very thankful for that being around a locker room and, and those different things and, and being able to build relationships with, you know, people of different color and all those different things and, and learn, you know, and, and you only judge, uh, you know, I only judge kids on how well they practice and how hard they practice. And, you know, if I had to run more, be, you know, because of them, then I had feelings about it, obviously, you know, for those things other than that, um, but as an athletic director, you know, keep an eye on your participation levels for female sports. If you need to add a sport, you know, try to do that. I know that's a difficult task. Trust me. It was for me as well. This is, you know, we just wake up one morning and say we're going to add a sport because, you know, as a district athletic director, it's one of those things where, you know, you got 17 schools you got to think about. You know, it's so when, when a decision's made at that magnitude, you know, and you're going to pay a coach three grand to be a coach well it's 17 times three everything is times 17 that you want to do but monitor your participation and and recognize your female student athletes on twitter in your school you know some schools have where mcdonald's will give them a ten dollar gift card of the, the female student athlete of the month and go get mcdonald's for free just do different things like that to help promote your female participation and keep it growing yeah, again, you, you touched on a lot of different things, you know, the promotion of uh, of all your student athletes, particularly the girls, because, you know, historically they've gotten, you know, uh, the short shrift there. Um, and 
our kids and, and, and your coaches are doing so many great things. Why not have that be the lead? You know, don't let someone from the community take uh, control of the narrative. I know that's a cliche. Uh, you as an AD control that narrative and, and talk about all the great things, share all the great things that your kids are doing um, on starting a sport. Um, again, you want to take those surveys and not just do a, a knee jerk reaction. Um, at, at my school up in the panhandle, um, we had uh, for spring sports, as you know, spring's the busy season. Um, you know, our track program, we had over 100 kids uh, in our boys and girls track program. Uh, tennis, we were loaded, multiple teams at all levels. Uh, we were trying to build our softball program, and we had a handful of girls that came to me just about every year I was the AD that wanted to start flag football, which is also huge in the panhandle. Um, I said, you need to bring me 15 girls that are ready to do the sport. You know, let's have a meeting. And they would every year they'd have seven, they'd have nine maybe, but they could, I just put 15 out there as an arbitrary number. Cause I knew some kids would, you know, probably quit after you know, they started all the running. Uh, and we just couldn't do it. But, uh, uh, our softball program continued to grow. It was strong, and we felt that we were representing the interests of our girls. And, and hopefully down the road, they'll get flag football because it is a great sport. Uh, yeah. More kids involved. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, and, uh, again, it's a great, great way to to build your entire athletic program. Well, and the one thing we're doing, too, is, is we're aware that, you know, like I said in the beginning, when we were discussing adding those sports, I don't want to – I don't want to hurt one sport to add another sport, you know? And so the, the track coaches are and softball coaches are a little bit worried about girls like football, but it's our first year doing it. So it's going to be, you know, we're fortunate enough to where it's going to be an in-county only schedule. So we're going to play against other teams that are in the same boat for the, you know, it's a first year program for every school in our district. So we should all be on the same level somewhat uh, and do that for two years before we break off and get put into a district and go for the state series events in Florida. But we're going to be very conscientious, too, that we're going to play our games uh, early in the week and on nights where because we if we want to be able to promote a student athlete, female student athlete that wants to participate in girls like football, but then also wants to do track and field, too. And so by having the flag football games earlier in the week it still allows a female student athlete to get some work at track and then participate in track on the weekends because we never want to deter something like that i know we want um multiple athletes to do multiple you know play multiple sports but it does pose a little bit of challenge when they're when they're in the same season we expect our coaches to you know work it out in the best interest of the student athlete you know and if, but we can help as athletic administrators you know make sure games on certain days or at certain times. And that way it assists in that process because it's easy in athletic ministry to say, Hey, you coaches, you know, work it out for the betterment of the student athlete. But are we doing our part as well to ensure that that happens? Cause we don't want to add one female sport to then hinder another. That's really not what we're after. Uh, Cause I know when we added lacrosse five, six years ago was one of my, when I, that was the first thing I did as county athletic director to add lacrosse. We did the survey, 87% of the girls playing lacrosse in Polk County on that first year have never participated in any sport in Polk County. And so we were ecstatic with those numbers because <clears throat> we went out and reached, you know, 
all these student athletes that have never been involved in a sports program because we are the number one dropout prevention program in the country and that's that's sports and so we're very proud of that and we hope like football and beach volleyball are going to meet the interests of our female student athletes and and keeping them involved and keeping them around because I think everyone can tell you the positives the benefits from growing up in a locker room in the sports world Oh yeah, I, I love that uh, expression. Growing up in the locker room, and and again, that stat that you mentioned—you know, eighty-seven percent of the kids have not done a sport at all. Wow, that's really showing the effectiveness of you know, the athletic department, and you know that particular adding that particular sport. Very. Well, don't get me wrong. It is Polk County, and it was lacrosse, and so um, it it you know it was it was interesting. It was funny because we we actually you know celebrated it and we actually had all the teams come to one stadium on a Saturday and all play, you know, we had, you know, four games back to back, everyone got in, you know, to promote the sport. And, you know, one of the parents asked me, he goes, Hey coach, you know, what's going on out there? I said, I have no clue, but I know you don't either because you're not complaining at the officials. I said, I'll give you all one year before you start telling the officials on how they need to rep this game but it was really nice the first year because no one knew what they had to do I just remember the first boys game when when uh, one of the kids got hit with a stick his mom went crazy and like that's part of the rules I don't understand it either but you know oh, part of it yeah when I uh you know years ago when uh you know I was at a school that had lacrosse it was my first experience and um, you know, I, I remember telling the parent, you know, if they had this when I was in high school, you know, um, I was football, basketball, and track. I said, you mean I get a run around, and hit somebody with a stick? I, I would have been all over that. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> even after they learn the rules, they still don't know the rules. So, yeah, great, great stuff, Dan. Yeah, but, um, if, oh, if go ever, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just think you know, in, in just thinking back, I mean, you take soccer, you know. I mean, what puts soccer on the map, I feel personally, in America, was the women winning the World Cup, you know, and look at our gymnastics team, you know, and look at all the things that, you know, our female athletes, you know, imagine all the memories you have of, you know, the, the women winning the World Cup in 94, you know or another experience you're involved with a, a female student, imagine those experiences, imagine if they didn't happen, you know, and I couldn't imagine it. Cause I, you know, I think what, you know, women's world cup win did for women's soccer in America, you know, has really pushed us into a perennial and I'm excited for the world cup and see if the men can finally get something done uh, this year, but um, the WNBA is still around and um, a lot of attention there going on too, but, you know, keep your female student athletes in mind. They're just as important. And if you, um, if you don't think that you need to get out of athletic administration, you know, immediately. Well, and again, you mentioned the, those, these watershed events uh, last spring, uh, the NCAA uh, women's softball, you know, far outdrew um, attendance wise and TV wise, uh, the college world series for baseball. And uh, you just mentioned the WNBA, you know, new, uh, you know, viewership and attendance records. So it's it, it's cool. It really is cool to see women's sports begin to, you know, kind of have their day. And uh, again, we're not done. We can do better, but it's cool to see where we're at. I remember as a kid watching Mary Lou Retton compete in the Olympics. I mean, you know, so 
you know, they're, they're, I mean, I can tell you this because I've coached men and I've coached women and women when they're together are a hundred times more competitive than men, you know, because I coached a girls weightlifting team and man, they were competitive and they are feisty. I was, you know, I was taken off guard and even the girls like, cause I also was a football coach. So I was a football coach and girls weightlifting coach. And those girls got on me for not treating them. Um, like I treated the boys and they go, I go, you want me to coach you? And I said, absolutely. I said, well, be careful what you wish for. And so I did, but they, they just wanted to be treated the same. And that's when I realized they just wanted to be treated the same, but I can tell you this girls are more competitive and they are ruthless. So it, it was a great experience for me to, to have coached a female sport. Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree a hundred percent. I think they're ruth, ruthless, but in a very good way, very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, they want to win. And, yeah. it's, and it's great to see that competitive spirit because you can have some fallacies about women's sports, but I encourage you to go out and coach a women's sport. You'll see how competitive they are and they want, they, they want to win more than the boys want to win. No, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Dan, always great connecting with you. If one of our listeners wants to reach out and connect, uh, how can they do that? Uh, please feel free to reach out to me on my cell phone. Uh, that number is 863-661-0647. 863-661-0647. Dan, thanks again for uh, sharing. Uh, for our listeners, we do this every week, Tech Tuesday with Dan Talbot. Uh, all the best moving forward with the fall. And I guess we're kind of getting ready for uh, winter sports just around the corner. Yes, we are. It's right here. Soccer's, soccer's coming soon. Um, once again, uh, the Zoom recordings of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next week for another team building tip just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. We want to thank our sponsors for their support of the podcast. Uh, Gipper, go to Gipper.com, start creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. That's Gipper.com. want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Go to SidelineInteractive.com. Check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to um, SidelineInteractive.com or email them at sales at SidelineInteractive.com. See what their fantastic products can do for you. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Uh, go to huddle.com and see how your school can become a huddle school. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. As an AD, our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just loved the mobile accessibility, the smart cameras, the analytics. Go to huddle.com and help your athletes, your teams, your coaches perform better. That's huddle.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You're looking for a really cool way to display your school records or your um, Hall of Fame? Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Uh, go to snapraise.com and check out their fundraising platform. Our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. And they can help you raise thousands and thousands of dollars. That's snapraise.com. We want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. Final Forms can help your stakeholders. Uh, they can help your coaches. They can help you. Go to finalforms.com.
forward slash Jake to get started. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling tickets digitally for games, for dances, for school plays, for everything. That's hometownticketing.com. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com and start uh, mining all of that data for your school. Thanks again for listening. Uh, come back next week for another team building tip. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Educational 80 Podcast. Have a great day.